What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Soul Exploration Podcast. Today, I'm going to be doing a solo pod. I'm going to be doing a recap of the four episodes that I have filmed already and just kind of give some feedback and kind of give my summary and insights that I've learned from the four guests that I've had on. So I kind of have four main points I'm going to go through. The first one that I really took away was how important self-awareness is in being successful. Okay, self-awareness is not what most people deem it to be. Self-awareness is your ability to know yourself and not in the sense of knowing your strengths. Obviously, that's one side of it, but it really includes knowing your weaknesses too. And this is where most people mess up is everyone's like, I know myself. Of course, I know myself. I know myself better than anybody else. But where most people mess up is they're not able to admit their weaknesses. And this is what holds most people back from being successful is that you can't make your weakness a strength until you admit you have a weakness in the first place. So most people go through their lives never admitting or never surrendering to the fact that, hey, I struggle with this. I'm not good at this. Think of it like when you're lifting weights and you realize, man, like I am not very good at benching. I do not have a big chest. But it isn't until you admit that that you can say, okay, I need to work more chest. I need to switch up my chest workout because I'm not getting enough results. I'm not getting a bigger chest. But you have to admit that you have a weak chest to be able to double down on your chest workout. And this is what most people do is they just go through their lives and they never admit their weaknesses. And now that's hard to admit your weaknesses because that makes you feel less worthy of being respected by your peers because everyone just wants to promote their strengths. And I think that's the biggest weakness of our society is everyone's just putting on this facade and trying to act cool. They're basically marketing themselves, which is good to an extent. Don't just walk out in the middle of the street and say, I struggle with this, right? Like, no. But it comes to that self-awareness thing where when you're sitting in your room, when you're sitting on your couch, can you admit that, hey, I'm not very good at this? You know, I am struggling mentally with this emotionally. And most people can't do that. And that really holds people back because they never can actually figure out what they need to work on in their life because they're never willing to admit what they need to work on. Another thing is just how success is such a subjective term. Like I feel that most of us go through life expecting or wanting to be successful, but what does that mean? We never actually set the bar for what we deem as successful. Success is very unique to each individual. I think Anthony did a really good job of talking about that and going really deep into that. If you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely highly recommend and you check out all the episodes. I think the guests were absolutely amazing and brought a ton of value. It's really important to actually define what you deem as successful. Like set a goal. Like if your goal is, okay, if I'm making six figures a year, that's successful for me. Because if you never actually set that goal, if you never actually set what you deem as successful, then how are you ever going to feel fulfilled or be proud of yourself? Because let's say you hit six figures, but your goal, you haven't even set a goal. Then when you get to six figures, you're just going to be like, okay, now it's seven figures, right? You're never going to be satisfied. And I'm not saying get to six figures and just stop working and be satisfied, but set the goal. And then when you accomplish it, celebrate it, be completely proud of yourself. And if you're never actually setting goals and accomplishing them, how are you ever going to be proud of yourself? You can't. You're just going to keep chasing that next thing. You're just going to be chasing and chasing your whole life and never feel fulfilled. And that kind of leads me to this next point I want to make, which is enjoy the journey. And now everyone says that. I know it's very cliche, you know, enjoy the journey. 
It's not about the destination. And life is about working towards things. It's the fun of working towards that, which excites you. A basketball season, right? It's March Madness right now. Those teams had a long, long season. If they didn't enjoy any of that season leading up to the tournament, most of them would not be playing basketball. But they enjoy the games in between. They enjoy the practices. They enjoy... There's a lot of things to enjoy when you're playing at that level, charter flights and stuff like that. But you have to enjoy the journey leading up to the destination. And when you can truly just surrender to that process and not just judge your happiness based on if you've accomplished that destination, because if you're basing your own happiness on your results, then you're just going to be chasing more and more results your whole life. And you're going to be in this hamster wheel where you can never really be happy because you're never going to be satisfied with the results you've done. What you need to do is shift your perspective on focus on the input, not the output. So if you're trying to get to six figures and you're like, okay, To do this, I'm going to be working five hours a day. Okay, work five hours a day. And if you hit that input, which was five hours a day, you should be extremely proud of yourself because that's really hard to do. Most people can't actually work for a good five hours. Focus on the input and detach yourself from the output, from the results. Because when you do that, you fall in love with the process of putting in that work and you get so lost in the work of it that you forget that you just succeeded your goal. And that's what happens. You lock in and you focus on the journey. And when you truly enjoy the journey, you dial in your speed. Like you go so much faster as opposed to, okay, I'm going to sprint here and then I'm going to check to see with a ruler how far I've gotten. Instead, just put your head down and run. If you need to take a break, take a break. But if you just put your head down and run, you're going to get there a lot faster when you actually just enjoy the running part of it. And people need to stop living with such expectations. I kind of just said this, which is the input versus output. If you're always living with an expectation of an outcome, you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to be happy. But when you're able to detach yourself from expectations, you end up not being so mad at things. When, you know, your friend cancels on you, you're not pissed at your friend. You celebrate the opportunity to have a free night and to do whatever you want with the day. Yeah, of course you wanted to hang out with your friend. I'm not saying that if he canceled for some stupid reason, you shouldn't say something to him. The expectation of everything. Okay, you posted three videos on social media and you didn't gain 100 followers. That's an expectation and that expectation is what's stressing you out. It's not that your life is falling apart. It's that you keep putting expectations on everything. And then when you don't meet the expectations, you deem yourself as unhappy, unworthy, and then you don't respect yourself. You don't love yourself. And then what you do is you work even harder and put even more expectations on yourself to try to make up for the expectations you didn't meet. You have to surrender to life. You have to surrender that you can't control everything. You can't control the outputs. What you can do is control the inputs. And if you do that, most likely you'll get the outputs you want. All in all, set the output, set the goal, be self-aware about your weaknesses so that you can build on them. Don't lie to yourself. It's not worth it. Leading into this next point, number two, you need to live a value-based life over a feelings-based life. So what that means is, here's a great example. You wake up in the morning and you're tired, but you said you were going to go to the gym at 8 a.m. You know, it's 7.30, but you're exhausted. You're tired. You set a value that you're going to get up in the morning and go to the gym because you value being hardworking. You value being disciplined if that's your value. And if you value that, you're going to pick the value of being disciplined and hardworking over being tired, which is just a feeling. And when you truly see it as this choice between your values and your feelings, 
Once you become conscious of that and aware of that, and the more times you actually internalize that, you see the choices in your everyday life between your values and your feelings, and you start choosing your values more. And when you start to do that, your life will change. Will fucking change, like for the better. Because when you're living from your values, you're living from who you really are, who you want to be, who you're striving to be, and not just based on the programming of your mind, of your subconscious mind, of just your body. Because you are not your body, you're the soul living inside your body. It's just the suit that you've been given. Your body can feel tired, but you know at a soul level that, hey, I value being disciplined. I know it stinks physically to get up right now, but I value being disciplined and hardworking. This is who I am. This is how I'm going to live. This is the choice I'm going to make. You have to realize it's okay to have feelings. I think this is the biggest thing for men is we're expected not to feel anything. And it gets deemed as feminine to feel these feelings. And, you know, I even struggle with this, where if I'm open about my feelings, I feel judged by people around me that they're looking at me as soft, feminine, maybe even gay for feeling these, which is crazy talk. We're human beings. And I'm just being honest. And if everyone was honest, everyone would admit they have feelings. It's okay to feel them. And you need to take these feelings seriously because they are here to help you. Emotions are literally just indicators trying to help you. That's it. It's energy. That's all it is. Emotions are energy in motion. And when you try to push them away, when you try to not feel them, that's when trauma happens. That's when energy gets stuck in the body and you're traumatized. And now most of you listening are not like, oh, I'm traumatized. But I'm sure you guys have built up energy inside of you that you haven't expressed. There's been moments in your life where it's been a negative situation, caused some negative emotion, and instead of feeling it, you went on your phone, you watched a movie, you went out with friends, you did something instead of actually sitting with that feeling and trying to understand and grasp why you're feeling that and really dove into why am I feeling this way. It's probably one of the most important things I've ever learned in my entire life is it's okay to feel feelings and how to actually feel them. And trying to not distract myself has changed my life. Feel your emotions. It's okay. It's not soft. I think every man wants to be deemed as tough. And I think being tough is facing those feelings and feeling them as opposed to distracting yourself. It's like a war. I mean, it's a war. Life is a battle. And you can either fight in that battle and feel those feelings and understand them and use them to your advantage, or you can avoid them and you can just not fight and you can just sit in the background and just try to rub some dirt on it and push through. I think soft is not facing them and not fighting in the battle. Being tough is facing them and feeling them and understanding them because it's not easy. I'm not saying this is easy to feel. It sucks. When you feel a negative emotion, you have to sit with it and feel it. It sucks. But when you feel it and understand it, it helps you. Your emotions are like a crying baby. You don't tell them to shut up and stop crying. You give them a soft space to feel them. You hold them. You make them feel comforted. So when you're feeling these emotions, don't tell your emotions to shut up and stop. Be gentle with yourself. It's okay. Just feel them. Energy passes through you. Energy can't be destroyed. It can only be transferred. So what happens if you let it flow through you, if you feel it, it will pass. Just like all the happy feelings that you've had in your life, those pass too. Life is not about being happy. Life is about being at peace with the process of feeling both negative and positive emotions. And when you can truly grasp that, you feel a negative emotion and you can just let it pass through. You say, hey, what's up, sadness? I see you. I feel you. Yeah, this sucks, but you'll be gone. 
And when you're happy, you can really appreciate it a lot more because it's a lot more of an enjoyable process. But then when that happiness leaves, you're not like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm messed up. I'm fucked up mentally. No, you're not. It's just an energy that passed. That's all it is. Another point I'd like to iterate is that it's important to remove labels from some of our relationships that we're in. So whether it's, you know, a friend, a parent, a teacher, coach, a relationship should be a human to human connection. And we need to stop basing the judgment, the barriers. I don't know what the right word is, but the masks that we use to close ourselves off and to talk down to people as if they're not on the equal playing field that we all are on. We're all human beings. We all come from the same source. We all are uniquely made. We all have talents. And just because somebody's different than you, just because someone's younger than you or older than you or disagrees with you on a lot, it's very foolish. It's very stupid to think that you're better than somebody else. Okay, you might be a better basketball player. You might be a better businessman, but you're not a better human. That's not fair. You can say, you could argue, well, I donate more. It's not about that. This isn't a comparison game of who's the best. Everyone is a human being and everyone deserves to be treated the exact same way. And that's with respect for their own thoughts, their own choices, their own gifts. Even if they have some talents or gifts or ways of being that you really, really don't agree with, they're a human being. If it's a parent and kid relationship, it shouldn't be this unequal playing field. It should be we're both humans. We're both here trying to help each other. That's it. It doesn't have to be this paradox where you can't give advice or you can't share ideas because, well, you don't know as much as me. I'm not saying that. It's about being equal. And when you truly believe that everyone is equal as a human being and you truly love and respect every single person and remove the labels from each relationship and just see every single person as an opportunity to connect with, your life will change. You truly will enjoy having conversations with people you actually hated talking to in the past. Seriously, like that will change your life is you'll be walking, you know, maybe you're in the gym and someone talks to you and you just kind of like, oh, like I really didn't want to talk to this person today. It's an opportunity to connect with another human being and to make them feel heard and to give them presence, which is so important, which I'm going to get to. That's the fourth point. So moving on to the third point that I've really taken away is the ability to work smart and not hard. Again, a very basic concept, but most people just don't take these concepts and internalize them. And that's what I would really encourage you to do if you're listening to this. Anything I'm saying, it's great to listen to it and maybe, you know, it gets you a little motivated, whatever. But like internalize this stuff. I'm not talking from a pedestal here. I'm talking because I've struggled and I'm learning and I'm constantly learning. And as I've learned more, I've developed this desire to share and to help other people because life is not about you. Life is about what you give. And that's why my life has completely changed. Because I've shifted to what I can give to the world, not what I can get. I'm not in it for me. Now, sometimes I fall back into that habit. I definitely struggle with being selfish. And that's why my life is completely flipped because I'm trying to be the opposite of that. I'm trying to give. The way you leave a legacy is not about you. It's about what value you've been given to the world. So back to the working smart, not hard thing. If you decide, okay, you know, I want to be successful. And then you decide to work 12 hours a day every day. You might burn out. You need to find the in-between, right? I'm not saying don't work hard, but what I've learned is that if you think, oh, okay, I'm going to use every waking hour to work on my business, you will burn out. 
You need time to have fun. You need time to be with friends. You need time for yourself. And it's a balance. And this goes completely against the whole, you know, Gary V grind culture, which Anthony also touched on, which we both agreed is just not how it should be. It's not about grinding 24-7. It's about working hard, but it's about using those hours that you do work and maximizing them. It doesn't matter if you can work 12 hours a day. If you can do that, that's awesome. Without burning out, by all means, be the next Elon Musk. But most people can't do that. And this comes back to self-awareness is you have to understand your limit. You know, when I first started my business, in the first two weeks, you know, I was going in, you know, New Year's resolution. Oh my gosh, I'm going to grind, grind, grind all year. This is my year. 2022 is my year. And I started and I was grinding every day. I mean, hours and hours. Every free minute I had, I was working. And then after like two weeks, I just died. Like I died out and I had to take like a few days off. And I was just like, wow, like I'm exhausted. My brain has no creativity left. Like you only have so much energy. You're literally like a battery and you have to charge your batteries. It's a beautiful analogy that I randomly just came up with, which has probably been said before. I just, for some reason, thought that was good. You have to recharge your batteries, guys. And everyone recharges them different. I recharge my batteries by being alone, by thinking, journaling, meditating, doing different things. You got to figure out how you recharge and stop using more than your battery allows you to. That's the working smart thing. Yes, work hard, but only work the amount that you can long term without burning out and still enjoying life. And in that process of working, again, surrendering to you can't control the output. You can control your input. Work hard. Work smart, though. It's not about grinding 12 hours a day. Now I'm repeating myself, but it's so true. And really internalize How can I maximize my time without sacrificing my own happiness and my own dignity, my own life? That's really key. Another thing is like a lot of us men, especially, we're not comfortable in our own skin. And I don't know why, because we all are so good at acting like we are. Everyone does it, but most of us are just putting on a mask. That's not how we truly feel about ourselves. And that's a really interesting concept to think about that. Most other people are doing the same thing, but we internalize that we're the only person in the entire universe that feels this way, and everyone else is actually really confident. That's not true at all. When I was in high school, I probably put on the best masks ever, and I didn't really realize it was a mask until later. I acted so confident. I acted like I was the absolute shit, whatever you want to call it, and everyone probably thought I was confident in myself, but like I was actually so insecure. Literally in high school, there was a day I had a couple pimples on my face and like I didn't go to school because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't let people see me because I was insecure that people would judge me based on that. And I didn't want to be looked at as ugly or not looking good for that day. And this just takes me to, it's all a mask. And us men really, really struggle with this, that we're not truly loving ourselves because you really can't love other people until you love yourself. If your cup is not full and overflowing with love, you have none to give. But what we do is we put these masks on to try to attract other people. And most of us live our lives and our identity has become what other people's perceptions of us are. So each person that you see and interact with in your life, you put on a different mask based on what you think they want to see from you or who they think you are. And you try to play into that game. It's like you're playing a character for each person out there. And what this does is it actually just separates ourselves from our soul of who we really are, of who God, of who the source of everything has made us to be. 
And that just makes us exhausted. And now some people, again, just are tough, right? Quote unquote tough and just push through it all their life and think, oh, I'm just having feelings. I just have to push through these and avoid them. And people get really, really good at this, pushing their emotions away. But some people can't. And those people eventually are just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of wearing this mask. And that's what happened to me. I was so sick of acting like everything was so great and that I was so confident in myself. I wasn't. I was not confident in myself anymore. And I finally just admitted it. I'm like, I'm just not. And I needed to figure out why. And once I admitted that, now I was able to build from that and be like, okay, who do I want to be? Not what everyone else wants me to be. Who do I want to be? Who does Luke want to be? What do I want to be known for? What do I want to do with my life? Not what do other people want from me? And as a guy, the biggest thing you can do is stop living based on the expectations of other people. And it's so hard because we have such big egos. We just want to be respected. That's it. A guy wants respect. We want to be respected by our peers. We want to be looked at as superior. We want to be looked at as smart, as strong, as fast, as successful, as rich. Like we just want to be, and that's not a bad thing that we desire that. But it's a bad thing when we're not able to be ourselves and to love ourselves because we base our own self-worth based on other people's perceptions of us. Internalize that. That was a good line right there. It's really a dark place to be in as a guy where you don't really know yourself. You just live behind a mask and then you get home, you know, you finally lay in bed. You can finally relax and take that mask off because you just had an exhausting day playing this character all day. Just take the mask off. I know how scary it is because now you feel like you're not going to be better than other people and people aren't going to like you, but that's just not true. And if people don't like you because you're being honest and vulnerable with them, they should not be in your life. They shouldn't. And when you can find people around you that like you for the real you and you don't have to be a mask anymore, your life will be a hundred times better. A hundred times, maybe a thousand times better, 10,000 times better. Because life becomes enjoyable because you don't have to be somebody you're not. You don't have to try to be confident. You just are you. And that's where your confidence comes from is just being you. And not caring what people think. When you truly don't care what people think, that's what confidence is. Confidence isn't knowing how people are going to perceive you and then acting like that. Confidence comes when you don't give a fuck what people think. And people look at you and they're like, damn, that guy just doesn't give a fuck. That's true confidence. And that only comes when you can admit that you have deficiencies and then you can build from there. Okay, I really don't know what I want to do with my life. Okay, let's figure it out. But you have to admit that first. You have to admit you're not confident first so that you can build confidence. Again, self-awareness. You have to admit your weaknesses so you can build. Another big thing is that people always distract themselves so they don't have to face those feelings because it's a lot easier not to face them. It's a lot easier to just go on your phone and scroll on TikTok at the end of the day instead of laying there and being like, okay, you know, how was my day? How do I feel? What happened? What could I have done better? What fun is that? right? Who wants to do that? Who wants to admit things that they did wrong in the day? Nobody. No one wants to do that. But how do you become a better person? You admit when you did wrong and you learn from it. A really good friend of mine said, it's lessons, not losses. And that really hit me because if you're always taking L's, but you're not learning from it, then you are taking L's. But if you lose and you learn from it, it's really not a loss. Now that's again, super cliche, you know, It's like after you lose a basketball tournament and your coach goes, hey, it's okay, guys. We learned a lot. Dude, we just lost. It's a little cliche. You might have cringed at that. But seriously, lessons, not losses. Okay, 
you were a douchebag to someone and they don't want to be your friend anymore. Okay. Well, now you know you can't treat people like that. You just learned. Now you should probably apologize to that person, but whatever. Maybe a bad example. Learn and stop distracting yourself. Stop going on your phone to distract yourself. Watching a movie to distract yourself. Like whenever you're bored in life, what do you do? You pick up your phone. But what if that boredom is just you denying the present moment? What if that boredom is you just saying, I don't want to feel how I'm feeling right now. Let me do something to give myself a dopamine hit. Dopamine is really important too. If you haven't studied or learned anything about that, you definitely need to. Basically, like we only have a certain amount and it's kind of like our motivation, our success, our somewhat happiness chemical. I think happiness is more serotonin, but dopamine plays a huge role. It's like our excitement. Like how do you stay excited about things? And what happens is every single time you pick up your phone, every single time you scroll, every time you like, every time you get a like, you're getting a dopamine hit and it takes some out of your brain. And you only have so much to use per day. And that's why people say don't go on your phone in the morning because you're just making your day worse because you're not going to be as excited because you're using up your dopamine. Again, it's like a battery. You have to charge up your batteries and save your battery in order to feel the most excitement you can in life. So I would really, really encourage people, study dopamine. Just watch a video about it, about how to increase it, how to preserve it, how to use it more efficiently. That's another life changer because you will be excited about life again when you're conscious about the dopamine that you're using in your life. So the fourth point I'd like to touch on is being detached from your own thoughts. Now, this is a pretty deep concept, but basically, I am not Luke Sheffers. That's just the character that I'm playing. That's just the identity that my ego has taken on, is I'm Luke Sheffers. I'm the awareness behind Luke Sheffers. I'm the present awareness. When I'm upset, who knows that I'm upset? Well, I do. The present awareness, which is me, knows that I'm upset, right? My character is upset, but I know that I'm upset. When you start having all these thoughts infiltrate your brain, it's important to detach yourself from those thoughts and know that you are not the thought itself. You are the one that can observe those thoughts. That's what meditation is. It's being able to detach yourself and be in the present moment and observe the thoughts that go by and not attach yourself to them. Dr. Joe Dispenza is someone really good to look into. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, phenomenal book, literally changed my life. I would highly recommend you read that book. And being aware of these thoughts that we have, you don't even necessarily have problems in your life. You have thoughts that cause problems and you internalize these thoughts as reality when they're just thoughts and being able to pick and choose which thoughts you want to dictate your reality is crucial. Flow. Everyone's heard of flow state. Flow is the movement without thought. When you're in a basketball game and you're just not thinking, you're just hooping, you're just playing. You're not really thinking. You're just playing and reacting. And most of us never get into that flow state in life where we're just going through life. And it's not going through the motions. That's not what flow is. Flow is being completely at ease with life and taking on what comes, reacting to what happens, but not overanalyzing everything and not trying to control and manipulate outcomes all the time. Because a lot of us say we believe in a God. Right. However you want to internalize or define God, if you believe in a God and you believe that there is a higher power, yet we go through life and just completely try to control and manipulate everything. Like so many of us say we believe in a God, but then we don't actually trust and surrender to life. 
to the universe, to God at all. A big thing to keep in mind is, as a guy, we like to fix things. We see someone with a problem, we want to fix it. And Kanji was really talking about this. Helping people is not telling them what to fix. It's allowing them the space and the safety to solve it on their own without judgment. It's kind of like you're bench pressing. We'll use the lifting analogy again. If you're spotting for somebody and you pull all the weight, they're not going to get stronger. But if you let them struggle, if you give them that support under them, knowing that if they fall, they're going to be okay and kind of help them along the way if needed, they're still going to get stronger because they're pushing the majority of the weight. And as a guy, I've really struggled with this, even in my relationship and my friends and just anyone around me. If any of them, you know, came to me with something that they were dealing with in their life, I'd try to give them the ABC plan to fix it. And that just pushes people away. No one really wants you to give them a plan to fix it. Nobody wants that. They want support. They want a spotter. They don't want someone to come pull the weight for them. I think my point I'm trying to make here is as a a man, even as a woman, this doesn't have to be a gender thing. In your relationships, try to stop trying to fix people. People don't want to be fixed. People want support. And if you can truly accept people as who they are and support them with whatever they're going, whatever's going on in their life, that person's going to like you and appreciate you a lot more. And if they want advice on how to solve the problem, they will ask. You don't need to chime in and try to be the god of their life. You're not the CEO of their life. Let them live. Just be their support and support them and help them along the way. But don't try to fix people. Back to my point about, you know, surrendering and trusting a higher power. There's a path in life. There's a red carpet. Kanji talked about this. There's a red carpet already set out for you. All you have to do is walk it. But when you try to manipulate where that carpet goes, you try to, you know, lie to yourself and not be honest of what you really want in life, that's where shit gets a little fucked up. And if you're self-aware, if you're honest with yourself about what you want in your life and what you want to do and what your soul really desires, and you go after it and you put in the input and detach from the output and just listen and look for the signs that the universe, that God, that the source of everything is showing you, you will be guided. But when you try to guide yourself, that's where you just keep going in circles. You can't guide yourself. In a sense, you do guide yourself because, you know, you are the captain of your own life. You're the captain of your soul. But you also have to surrender that you only have so much control. You only have so much you can do. You can control the controllable. You can control your input. But the output is not necessarily on you. That's where you have to be aligned with what you really want, with what your soul really desires. Because when you really are aligned with what you want in life, it just flows effortlessly. It shouldn't be a grit and grind world. If God has a plan for you, it will flow. And it may not be when you understand it, and it almost never is. That's part of life is surrendering to the process. But it always works out. It always does, just not on our own timing. And you have to trust the universe. You have to trust the red carpet is already laid out for you. And all you have to do is find it and figure out where that is and then walk it. But you have to be honest with yourself that you have weaknesses. And usually those weaknesses are kind of pointers where you're going to go. Because a lot of times we're specifically designed to go through experiences and pain in order to learn from them to serve other people who have gone through similar experiences. With that being said, that is kind of my wrap up from the first four episodes of the Soul Exploration Podcast. 
I've learned a lot so far. And I created this podcast because I'm exploring my soul. I'm on a path. I'm not in college. I don't believe in college. Trying to figure it out. And I'm excited. I'm surrendering. And I created this podcast to kind of document my journey and to bring people on to share their journey and to help you guys and to help myself as well and give them an opportunity to share and to connect with them and give them an opportunity to promote themselves. So the Soul Exploration Podcast, this is episode five. That is the recap. Guys, thank you so much. If you listen to this, just keep exploring your soul. Just keep on going. I know it gets tough. Life can be hard sometimes but it's just a feeling. It's just an energy. And if you keep going, it will all work out. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you have a beautiful day. I'm out. Peace.